So we're, we'll go ahead and we'll dismiss the kids to children's worship at this time. I'm going to sing Jesus Loves Me. Uh, if there's any kids, uh, you can head on down now. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to Him belong. They are weak, but He is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Jesus loves me, He who died. Heaven's gates to open wide. He will wash away my sin. Let his little child come in. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. There we go. I always try to lead one song so you'll appreciate your song leaders. So there's a long-standing debate amongst preachers and homileticians about whether to begin a sermon with corny jokes. I think most of you know where I stand on the position. I'm going to give you some corny jokes. If you like them, you may laugh. If you don't like them, you can go wah, 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 or even boo. This is a home crowd. You can, like, I'm really comfortable with you interacting with me. <clears throat> so I'll tell you a few jokes, and then I'll explain why I chose these jokes. So there's an older man who's not in the f- best physical condition, and he goes to the local gym. As he walks in, he puts on his workout clothes. He finds an athletic trainer, and he goes and he says, Excuse me, sir, uh, I'm looking to impress a beautiful young lady. Which machine should I use? The trainer looks at him. I think you better use the ATM machine outside. (laughs) What do you call a chubby psychic at an ATM? A four-chin teller. (laughs) I liked it. (laughs) Uh, And then what's the difference between children and ATMs? A child won't say, please insert your debit card. (laughs) Okay, so why do I tell those jokes? Well, at UCC, we're very thankful for your support. Uh, You supported UCC uh, back in the days of Wilson Parish, I know, and probably long before that. And we're so uh, thankful that you've renewed that partnership We don't want to treat you like an ATM machine. That's why we've come out here today, uh, give you a service, build relationships with you, and we just want to say thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, What I'd like to do right now is take about five minutes for a meet and greet. Uh, One of the purposes of this trip is a social trip. So college students, uh, go and talk to people, talk to someone nearby you, and especially if there's a college student nearby, uh, chat with them a little bit, get to know them. So we'll take five minutes here. Talk to somebody new, or not new. <laughs>
All right, we'll call it back together here. Everybody head back to your seats. Everybody head on back down. That's good. Some good fellowship there. That's good. <clears throat> okay, so as I explained before, there are five parts to this psalm. Uh, psalm 136, which we read at the beginning of worship. There's a call to worship, a thanks for creation, thanks for freedom from Egypt, a thanks for the promised land, and a thanks for salvation and provision today. So uh, I'm going to go through each section of the psalm here, read it, and then give a little bit of background, and then apply it to today as well, and things that are happening at UCC. So the call to worship, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, his love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, his love endures forever. So uh, this phrase, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love endures forever. It's actually a pretty common phrase in the Hebrew Bible. It appears at least eight times. Uh, It appears in many of the Psalms at either the beginning or the end. This phrase is also used by King David as he sets up the tabernacle for the first time, by Solomon when he dedicates the temple, and by Ezra when he dedicates the second temple. Uh, It's also used by modern-day Jews at a lot of different Jewish holidays uh, to close the holiday, uh, particularly Passover. A lot of times after a Passover Seder, they will recite Psalm 136. There's a good chance that in the Gospels, when it says Jesus, uh, they sung a hymn, and then they went out to the Mount of Olives, there's a pretty good chance the hymn that they sung was Psalm 136. It's a historical psalm. You can see it recounts Israel's history, the great acts of God throughout history. So it's an important psalm, a very good psalm. It's called the Great Hallel, or the Great Psalm, uh, by many. (coughs) Um. Oh, looks like... uh. Okay, we've got uh, no problem there. Uh, We've got... um, Honestly, it is a small problem, but nothing we can't handle. (laughs) Uh, So the next section is, let me just navigate to it here in the Bible. So you may want to turn to Psalm 136 now in your Bibles. I'll go ahead and read the next section about creation. Uh, Starting in verse 4. Who alone does great wonders. uh, By his understanding he made the heavens. Who spread out the earth upon the waters. Who made the great lights. The sun to govern the day. And the moon and stars to govern the night. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt. So uh, in the next section of the psalm. He talks about creation. Uh, You know, God created a beautiful world for us to live in. All we have to do is look out our windows to see that, right? But most of these things uh, that the psalmist mentions, like the sun, moon, and stars, those are all things we just take for granted. But can you imagine if the sun didn't rise one day? How would we tell time? How would we eat? In a very short time, 
we would all be dead. So it's important to praise God for creation and the power and the wonder that we see there and give thanks. So we thank God for providing for us through his creation. And I want us all to say, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love endures forever. When I point up, go ahead and say that with me. Ready? Give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love endures forever. We'll go on to the next section of the psalm, which I'm gonna, I will also read. Uh, to him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt and brought Israel out from among them with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, to him who divided the Red Sea and brought Israel through the midst of it, but swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea, to him who led his people through the wilderness. So next, the psalmist praises God for his deliverance in Egypt. You guys probably remember the story. Uh, The Israelites were living in Egypt, but Pharaoh enslaved them. But God continued to bless them. They continued to grow. So Pharaoh had to control the population. And he decided to kill all of the baby boys. But God, they cried out to God and God heard them in in their distress. And he delivered them out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. He sent plagues, locusts, hail, uh, darkness, and many others. Pharaoh still said no, they can't go. Then finally, uh, God had to fight fire with fire. He sent the plague of death and killed all the firstborn sons of Egypt. Finally, Pharaoh let the people of Israel go and they ran towards the Red Sea. But then he changed his mind and sent his army after them, an army of chariots, the most powerful army in the world. So there they are, standing on the bank of the Red Sea with the most powerful army in the world coming at them. But God parted the Red Sea and they passed through and then he closed the waters on Pharaoh and his army. So the people of Israel give thanks to that for freedom from slavery and oppression. We also give thanks to God for freedom from slavery and oppression. We were all slaves to sin. And then when we decided to give our lives to Christ, become Christians and accept him in baptism, we were washed free of those sins. Uh, we were blessed at UCC. We've had three baptisms this year. This is Angelina and our Pete, uh, two from our group there from India. They came to us as Catholics, and then through a lot of kind of miraculous God stuff, they got involved with us, uh, joined our international church planting group, became leaders, and now they're still faithful Christians in Utah at Weber State, so we're very thankful for them. Uh, let's give thanks to God for the salvation that he gives us, the freedom from sin and slavery. Say it with me. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Okay, I'll read the next part. To him who struck down great kings and killed mighty kings, Sihon, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan, and gave their land as an inheritance, an inheritance to his servant Israel. So uh, if you're like me, you might not remember who Og and Sihon are. They were kings on the east side of the Jordan River, you see here. And uh, God actually told Moses, when you go to, when you're entering the promised land, don't fight with these people because they're your relatives. So in, he didn't fight with them. They came right there to the Jabbok River, and he, the Israelites sent them this message. They said, let us pass through your country. We will not turn aside into any field or vineyard or drink water from your well. We will travel along the king's highway until we have passed through your territory. So the Israelites were being peaceful here, actually. They didn't want to fight. 
They just wanted to pass through, and they were going to pay for anything they used, but uh, this wasn't good enough for King Og and King Sihon. They wanted to fight, so they came out with their armies for battle, and uh, they fought, but God easily defeated this army because God was with his people. So when I think about King Og and King Sihon and how they apply to our lives today, this idea of entering the promised land, I kind of see them as an unforeseen obstacle, right? This wasn't part of God's plan, actually. He didn't want Israel to fight here, and Israel didn't want to fight there. Have you ever encountered an obstacle like that? This wasn't part of the plan. This wasn't part of my mission, God. Why is this happening to me now, right? Why do I have to face this? Uh, I know I've encountered that, uh, in fact, I'm encountering it right now. I think this is where we live, right? On the verge of the promised land. We haven't entered yet, but we've been freed from slavery. But we're still living in this conflict. I'm, I'm encountering this right now. I've got pretty terrible stomach sickness. I have since August. I've been going to the doctor, all kinds of stuff. I was pretty sick before this sermon. Wasn't sure I was able to make it, but prayed a lot about it. God brought me through. Today I'm feeling pretty good. So uh, maybe you're in a similar situation, kind of on the edge of the promised land there, but still struggling, right? Um, Maybe you didn't get that promotion that you wanted. Maybe you didn't get the internship that you wanted. Maybe there's some conflict at work. Maybe you know somebody that's going through a divorce. Maybe a loved one has cancer, right? We all go through that. This wasn't part of the script. This wasn't part of the plan, right? But even in those hard times, that's why these historical psalms are so important. We have to remember that God was with us in the past, and he will be with us in the future. So even in the hard times, the people of God need to say, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his love endures forever. Let's do that again with gusto. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his love endures forever. Let me read the next part. So this last part is about God's freedom and provision for us today. He remembered us in our lowest state, and he freed us from our enemies. He gives food to every creature. Give thanks to the God of heaven. This last part of the psalm is the best news of all for us. You know, uh, we don't, the, the book that we read, the Bible, it's not a book of ancient history. It's not some abstract book of theology. Uh, It's not just a book of poetry. It's a real, true, living document about a God who's with us and whose steadfast love endures forever. He's with us in every situation, and he's still with us today, just as active today as he was in the past. Uh, So we're thankful to God for that. I want to tell just one more story about ways that God is working today. So uh, this is a picture. This is one of my favorite stories from UCC. This is a picture of our UCC shooting day. So this was a very unusual outreach ministry that we did. Uh, You can see this guy in the middle standing next to me. That's Corey Murray. So he was a veteran of Iraq and Afghanistan. And he decided he really liked shooting guns. So he wanted to do that for Jesus. 
This wouldn't have been my idea, but uh, he, he was, a, you know, he knew all the safety procedures and everything, very well-trained infantryman, and he had a lot of guns, so we set it up, and we were in a meeting beforehand, planning it out, figuring out, you know, how much are we going to spend on ammo and stuff like that, and then Jason, my mentor, who's behind me there, uh, he said, well, Corey, there's this guy that I've been reading the Bible with named Firas, and he's from Iraq. Can Firas come? And I saw Corey, he was kind of chewing on that, right? And uh, he thought about it for a while and he said, well, do you think that Firas is a terrorist? And Jason said, no, I don't think so. He said, well, do you think he's involved with the Iraqi military at all? And Jason said, no. And I saw Corey still, took him a second. He was sitting there thinking, kind of chewing on this. And they said, well, it would be racist to refuse him. He can come. I was very proud of Corey in that moment. Uh, was, uh, I think it's a great example of the kind of stuff that God is still working today, right? He's still doing miracles, breaking down barriers between people. You've got a guy here who was a, a soldier in the U.S. Army fighting in Iraq, and then a couple years later, he takes his own rifle and it puts it in a Iraqi man's hand and teaches him how to shoot all in the name of Jesus. Uh, it's just kind of the weird and wonderful ways that God works and uh, overturns our expectations, right? So finally, I want to thank you all for your support. It's donations from churches uh, that make it possible for us to go on mission trips, serve our community, and reach the lost in Corvallis. Uh, this church has supported us in the past, and I'm so glad that you've renewed your partnership with UCC uh, Let's give thanks for what he's doing today. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Perhaps you're not a Christian yet. Maybe you want to accept the steadfast love of the Lord and become united with him forever in baptism. You can come forward as we stand and sing. Or perhaps you're already a Christian, and you know that his love is steadfast, but you have not been steadfast. You've wandered away, and you'd like to receive the prayers of the congregation. You can come forward and stand and sing. Let's say it one more time together. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever.